Aloha and welcome to Native Stories. Native Stories exists to share the voices of those connected to the land. Aloha mai kako o wau o nanea loko inoa no Papukuleo Wahu ma paeina o Hawaii mai au uh, noho au ma Wakine Kona DC. Um, welcome everyone. My name is Nanea Loa and I'm from Papukuleo Wahu in the Hawaiian Kingdom. Um, I'm currently residing in Washington DC and you are listening to Native Stories where we connect native voices to land. Um, today we have our guests Rudy and Vince from Guahan. We connected here at Washington DC as their applicants for the Administration for Children and Families or ACF um, grantee meeting slash conference. Um, it's so nice to have you all and to see native peoples and uh, hear voice, native voices um, from this Pacific here in DC. Um, and we are on the Anacosin, the Piscataway, and the Pumki people's land. Um, so I just want to say mahalo Rudy and Benz for being here with us at this place and at this time. Um, so right now I'm going to give it to Vince to introduce himself and then Rudy will follow. I just want to say thank you so much for allowing us uh, a little bit of the time to be able to share with you who we are and uh, and the life of the Chamorro people. Thank you so much. Yes. Buenas and half a day, and I'm Rudy Rivera. Okay, so explain to us or kind of take us to your journey from being here. I know that um, you guys have been working on a project or initiative and in your homeland and um, can you just share with our listeners on what you guys are doing in your communities and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, well, our uh, organization is called Probetson Itautauta or PIPIT Inc. It means to assist. So our mission at uh, PIPIT is to support community organizations and members that promote and preserve the Chamorro culture and language. And our project, uh, we are a nonprofit organization, our project is called Tenda. Uh, it means store, but it also for us runs a little bit deeper and it means traditions empowering natives in developing arts. And um, just a little brief history, right before uh, the Festival of the Pacific Arts in 2016 arrived on Guam, We've always noticed that there were a lot of items being sold that had Guam on it or, or some significant iconic uh, uh, image of Guam, but it always said made in China or made in some other location, made in Korea, wherever it may be. And so ironic that Festpack would be coming to Guam and we didn't really have a place where our people could say we have our things over here and and honestly be able to say that uh, we have stuff that truly represents who we are. It was always the outsiders or, or these big companies that would be bringing in items. What is a FESPAC? FESPAC is the Festival of Pacific Arts. It's where 27 island nations 
come together every four years. It's basically called the Olympics of culture. And they travel between Melanesia, Micronesia, and Polynesia. And every four years, the festival will rotate. And then we all come together and we all share our cultural history, who we are as a people, our language, our dances, the crafts that are being made by our practitioners. And, and we just celebrate culture for 14 days. Wow, that's awesome. I think I've heard about that before. Well, but, incidentally, yeah. uh, you're from the Hawaiian Islands. You're from Oahu. Festback this year will be held in Honolulu. Oh, we need to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So our story kind of began with this project uh, with that uh, thought in mind and being able to to somehow find our people our cultural practitioners to come together and say we're gonna we have this this idea and and we needed the communities uh buy-in on, on on the concept and and um, we have uh frank rabon he's a master of chamorro dance and zina ruiz who is now the project director rudy and myself collectively came together with the support of our community and uh, through the pipit organization our first initial um, submission of the grant to ANA was unsuccessful, but uh, we really believed, and there were other people that really believed in the project, so we resubmitted in 2018, and uh, we were very fortunate, and uh, we, we thank our Sinus, our ancestors, for keeping us uh, uh, with the energy to, you know, to go forward with this, and we got approved. And uh, since then, we've been on this journey to provide uh, the actual products we can say that are from Guam that we can now share with the rest of the world. Awesome. So how much people do you employ? And like, um, yeah, I guess how much vendors from the community come and like contribute to the store? Um, that's w mostly, uh, right now we have four staff and we are still within the, the grant, and that's one reason why we're here, is to continue to showcase um, our progress uh, in moving forward towards sustainability. And we had just hired uh, a staff or a part-time employee that uh, runs the store, runs the tender. Uh, and um, we had just, in October of last year, because our grand opening was in July, in October, we were able to um, hit one of our activities and be able to have one service-oriented employment uh, style under the grant and two product-oriented uh, businesses. So we, we established three different businesses now. So like, and I'm like looking at one of their banners that they brought to the conference and it says, Tomorrow Traditions Practice Within the Guam, Guam? Guma. 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 So it looks like you guys also, yeah, like the community is involved in this space and you guys go outside of the tenda and you guys work with the community. Can you get, can you guys like explain like what kind of, what those initiatives are? Okay. Um, the guma is the cultural house. It's almost like what you would call the halal. Oh, okay. So, but we just don't practice dance. Everything is within this, and, and on the banner you're going to see where we're able to bring in the manamko or the elders into into 
a given space, wherever they may be, whether it's our community uh, partners with the government through the mayor's halls, uh, the, the centers, and we bring them in there so that they're able to go through lessons with us on language, as well as teach us the traditional way of taking off bark so that we can make the skirts uh, like for dancing, like this one here. Uh, or weaving techniques or carving techniques. And a lot of the elders that, that we have uh, have passed on. And it's one of the things that uh, is a challenge for us is to be able to get uh, knowledge from them passed down. So part of Pippet's journey as an organization is to continuously go out there to those remaining elders uh, and, and try and be one with them again. And we understand that a lot of them uh, are getting sickly they're they're at the age where they just don't they just relax they have a tempo that they run by so we we constantly have to keep address with the, or abreast with their their kids so that we get allowed that time to spend with them even if it's just short like this podcast we just sit with them for a few minutes and then that's it but some of the information is priceless you can't can't get it anywhere else and they've been uh one of our biggest supporters um in the in the movement so in the in the dance houses or the gumas uh, they not only practice like i said dance but it's also carving weaving uh, traditional uh, fishing practices uh, medicinal we we had partnered up with uh, what we call almond farm almond meeting medicine so it's a medicinal farm and we start going up there on field trips uh, on, on cultural journeys and we go up there and we spend time learning about what we would say we're going to bush cut these weeds because it's getting too tall and then she'll say well this is medicine this provides this mm -hmm. so now everyone is like okay so we don't need to bush cut anymore <laughs> 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 because it, it's all medicine so you know it's those those types of journeys that we're taking now with the youngsters uh, the young uh, dancers that come in and that's all they want to do is dance and then we just slowly kind of weave this part into it saying it's part of our history it's part of our people's journey uh, and that's where that comes from i love that i love how you're talking about a journey because in life it is a journey yeah. and just reconnecting our people who sometimes i guess are kind of disconnected but reweaving them into the journey yeah, that exactly. our ancestors yeah, have exactly. already implanted yeah. for us to, from the beginning um also, I guess, how has being at this conference um, helped you guys to kind of be more inspired? And have you guys learned about and like seen other people's um, projects or their nonprofits and what they're doing it and want to bring it back home with you guys? Well, earlier we, we went to a session about uh, intellectual properties with cultural knowledge and it it's really um how would you say it was interesting to this this one one of the presenters had her grant was she she mentioned how the grant was failing because of intellectual properties with her own traditional knowledge and that it didn't fit in with the school system and then and then the next presenter was talking about copyrights about um just in, even as simple as an image you know, and, and that's basically it ties into our stores that we're selling cultural products made by cultural practitioners. And it's um, kind of opened my eyes a little bit more and in, in terms of um, putting the right image out there. 
seeing as also also too Guam has been mis- misrepresented misrepresented many times throughout the years. So it's just it's that one quote she said was we are in charge of our own knowledge, own cultural knowledge. So giving you guys a deeper um, uh, <laughs> responsibility. Yeah. Um, and th- and we also have an online store. Um, so the tent is not just limited to our physical um, store. We also have an online um, e-commerce. It's called fahanguahan.com. Um, Fahan meaning buy, and guahan of course Guam. So um, there you there every every uh, every month or so we're gonna have new new releases. But because of high demand uh, right now, our stock is limited. But it's there, and then it links to our organization's uh, website, also uh, called pipitinc.org. And there you you'll see more information on the different grants that Pippet has been a part of. Okay, so have you guys um, done even more collaboration or grant work with other entities too? On Guam, yes, uh, there there is this uh, sanctuary where we partnered up because they have a lot of uh, at-risk youth. So with Pippet, with the Cultural House, we're able to collaborate and be able to to divert their their particular way of life uh, and hopefully entice them to be a part of what we're doing to preserve and perpetuate the Chamorro culture. And a lot of our, our youth are, are struggling with uh, modern, the Western influences with cell phones, with computers and all that. And they don't know how to really come uh, put culture into play with their daily lives. It's either they go with their friends and they go to the malls, they go doing whatever they do and they've never been introduced to uh, in, on such a small island and on the, our scale it's ironic that they don't get introduced to that at a much earlier age but that's what we face when with all the outside influences so for me this is my second uh, time to come to the conference and I see all the uh, natives that are here from their their place in the United States and, and of course, uh, Hawaii and, and Samoan, Northern Cinema, and also up in Alaska. The struggles that they face, whether it's um, conditions, environmental conditions, or uh, economics, uh, or all these other influences uh, that that are becoming negative. For me, I, I look at all of these things and I, I say to myself, what can I bring back to be able to allow me now to continue the, the reinforcing of who we are as a people and how can we get better at, at providing information, providing data to some of these, uh, the school projects. And, and while they're in the younger stages, be able to influence them uh, in, in the direction that becomes more positive for the island in general. So that even with those that come and visit and make Guam their home, would say that the culture here is still alive. So we have a, a, an uphill journey. We have a continual journey. Um, but I think uh, as long as we get the younger ones to buy into it, the elders' lives and their trials and tribulations won't be in vain. Yes. I feel like we have this similar struggles in Hawaii as well where maybe our younger ones who haven't been brought up in the culture feel a certain way 
they, yeah. they're they're feeling like discouraged or shameful to kind of learn I guess in an innovative way besides like just within their family the cultural traditions but it's a new time like yeah. we have to use all the resources that we have at our fingertips like podcasts and you know just talking um speaking it Speaking of um, tools, do you guys have like social networks that people can get plugged into? Oh yes. Um, okay, so for you can search up uh, Pippet Inc on Facebook. We were there, and then in then we also have an Instagram. It's Pippet Inc twenty twenty or six seven one. I'm sorry, Pippet Inc six seven one. And then you um, uh, right now we just uh, we just formatted we just formulated that just maybe like a month ago so we're still adding more content but um there uh, um there we're gonna you'll be seeing much more than just the store you'll be seeing a lot more activities events that we're a part of and um and outreach towards the community okay so what would you want people visiting um guam to kind of take away or know about guam that necessarily they wouldn't know if they were just visiting or came and saw like another shop or that kind of thing well at least for me what i would like our visitors to walk away from guam with is the is the image that truly represents who we are in in modern day of course we can't walk around like our ancestors 400 years ago where they were almost naked it'll be considered taboo right now um, our our master frank has always uh, embedded that in in how we we present ourselves um, in public and through this particular grant we have the opportunity now to kind of re-establish uh, the correct image at least at least for today we can say that this is who we are. This represents to research who we are, and we're able to even with modern day equipment. Though we want to try and try and do the old the old ways of, of uh, the ways of old, sometimes it's going to take forever, and we're probably not going to see the product line move. But to truly represent who we are, and not just like we were saying earlier off offline. When, when visitors come to Guam and they go into into a store and they see, uh, no offense, like what we said earlier, tiki's, uh, little tiki souvenirs with Guam written on it, uh, made in China, uh, the visitor may not know any better if he's never been, if they've never been to Hawaii. Uh, and they're going to say, oh, they're all islands, they're all the same. So we're going to take away this, this souvenir uh, because we've been to Guam, but then it doesn't represent truly who we are. And that's one of the things is trying to find uh, a way to not compete or not to disrupt whatever's happening, but put this tender project together so that we're able to now correctly give a place for our traditional practitioners to come, be a part of, to be able to tell their story, to be able to share. I'm getting emotional because it's, you know, it, it means a lot, the misrepresentation and all of that. I'm thankful for, for Matt, Keone, Susan, and, and Amy, Master Frank, because this project is deep. It runs deep. And, and you know, 
it's time that, like you said, we come together as a community of cultural practitioners. We share our journey. I'm trying not to get emotional here. Get but emotional. It, it's, it's high time that uh, we share our story with the U.S. government and with the rest of the world and show them how passionate we are about our land, about uh, our culture, about our beliefs, and get it out there, whether it's through the language grant or the, the SETS grant, but be able to share our journey as a people because um, if we don't do it, the little ones are not going to do it because they won't know how to do it. The resources that have been taken away from the Chamorro people by uh, the Spanish and, and all the, the during the war in, in the 40s and, and before that, a lot of our history has been erased. Our manamkus are dying off. The elders are dying away. The young ones are getting influenced in a journey that is not so proactive in regards to sharing of our culture. So we have a responsibility, a deep responsibility to protect who we are as indigenous people. I'm Chamorro and I'm proud of it. And Tenda allows us the opportunity to save the the, the arts factor in our in our culture, whether it's through music, chants, um, shirts, where we can get our our concept out of who we are and be able to be true about it and say that we did this. Though we don't have textile companies on Guam or a factory on Guam, of course those things have to come in. But when our young ones or our artisans like Rudy put together an image that represents who we are then we're able to put it on, on, on a screen or on film or on a t-shirt and say, hey, this is, this is us and not something with a label made in China. Now it's made by Rudy Rivera, you know, on and Guam. we on Guam <laughs> made it Tenda. So Tenda, again, is just a story. It's part of our native tongue but it also runs deeper when it means traditions empowering natives in developing arts. And Pipit, as you can see there in our little uh, mock-up here, Pipit means to assist. That's why you have the little one escorting or helping the elder in their journey. So I think that in a nutshell tells you a lot of where we're at and, and what we want to continue to do. And hopefully that we share that with the rest of the community because all of us here, we have struggles. We all have a story to tell. But it doesn't necessarily always have to mean something very depressing. Though the journey is hard, the road is difficult, it's, it's never going to be smooth sailing. But it also means that we can share it in a, in a nice way by saying we've taken the challenges and we're able to, to um, with with awesome grand writers like Master Frank and, uh, you know, be able to to get us to where uh, we have an opportunity to get funding to be able to share our story and be able to find uh, opportunities and ways to, to be sustainable for for the, the next generation to come. Because I don't know how long we're going to last doing this, but uh, as long as Matt's there helping us out, uh, keeping us, you know, going, uh, and, and Keone you know, and the brothers and sisters in Hawaii, is, uh, I, you know, they, they've been so much help for us that, uh, you know, has allowed us to, to come uh, a long ways. And for us, I myself, I'm not too much into 
public speaking or things like that but <coughs> excuse me if it's something like this where i need to be here in order for me to share the journey with the the rest uh, the community back home the practitioners the young ones that may not ever get a chance to come here to dc to tell the story of the chamorros then i'm willing to be here that's awesome i mean this is what native stories is all about it's about empowering people and our native voices and being able to tell our truths and our truth telling and i i believe personally that in truth telling it makes us visible as people and that's why i think tenda is amazing because it's giving it's re-empowering your people your community and creating space to have those stories being heard in ways that maybe weren't being able to be shared um, before. So, um, I just wanted to say mahalo nui for being vulnerable and <laughs> no, courageous and in sharing your guys' truth with um, Native Stories. Um, so, for everybody um, who wants to get in contact with you guys, um, maybe and collaborate just one more time. Um, just, uh, just visit our website at pipitinc.org, uh, P-I-P-I-T-I-N-C.org. And there is all our contacts, and you'll see everything that we've been doing. And I'll link you to our store, fahanguan.com. Yes, support. Um, so this concludes our session at Native Stories. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Native Stories, um, Instagram, Our Native Stories, uh, and like, subscribe, and share. Um, Till next time, ahoy ho! Thank you for listening to us on Native Stories. If you have a story you would like us to tell, or want to sponsor future podcasts, location story, or walking tour, please email us at info at nativestories.org.